Hello! Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 17, Tuesday night, October 30th, the night before Halloween. And I've got a new episode for you that is filled with hot takes. I know it's going to be a long episode, but trust me, this one is worth your time. Really quickly, though, we didn't have any winners in the Doggy Juice Challenge this past weekend. Zizzle Bizzle still sits alone as the only winner of the $25 Venmo prize this year by having a 5-0 week a few weeks back. The Doggy Juice model plays went 4-1 in the Super Contest that I take part in, the variation, this past weekend, moving the overall record to 25-15 on the year. That's a 62.5% clip, baby. Right in the thick of things at the top of the leaderboard. It was another winning weekend on the Doggy Juice plays as well. I'm still grading out the games, but we went up a bit in college and had another nice winning day in the NFL. That choke job by the 49ers wasn't ideal for the portfolio, but stuff like that happens. All right, so in this episode, I'm going to jump right into some quick hitters, and then we will move on to an interview with not one but two guests, as the guys who run Sunday Punch Sports here in Chicago will join us with their hot takes on the Chicago sports teams and some other hot takes in other areas as well. And then I will finish up with a look ahead at this weekend's card, and another special guest will make his triumphant return to the pod as well. So let's jump right into it with some quick hitters from a handicapping perspective. So I'm pretty sure I referenced this in an earlier episode or in an interview, but Duffelbag Boy is taking the sports betting world by storm out in Vegas. I'm not sure how many of you have heard of him, but basically there's a guy in Vegas who's going around with a big duffel bag of cash, and he's becoming notorious because he's going around making the rounds in Vegas at all the sports books and betting huge six-figure amounts on college football games. And I've been tracking him all season, and uh, the guys over at VEASAN, um, Vegas Stats Information Network, which you absolutely should be putting as part of your routine. Um, they've been covering this uh, all season. And this past weekend, he made the all-time worst gambling decision I've ever seen in my life. And that's saying something because I've seen a few of those, including some by me back in the day. But he wanted to put $100,000 on Purdue at Pickham at Michigan State last weekend. So... Obviously, you got to lay minus 110 there, so 110,000 to win 100,000. But what does he do? Duffelbag Boy buys a half point on a pick'em line to make it minus 0.5. So he bought a half point to make it $120,000 to win 100,000. That is the single worst move I've ever seen, and this has been confirmed by multiple sources. College football games can't end in ties. So... This was literally, and I'm not sugarcoating this at all, objectively taking $10,000 and lighting it on fire, flushing it down the toilet. And of course, he went on to lose about, or he ended up losing that play anyway, which is another story. He actually got a good line because uh, he might have had some information there because the Michigan State quarterback was out and it closed at three, Michigan State won. But he went on to lose that bet, and not only that, but he went on to lose about a half a million dollars this past weekend. He bets parlays. He's a really, it's great to follow the story, but... He, he hit the books hard a couple weeks ago. He won, like, he was up, like, over a million dollars on the books. Like, lifetime, he's he's actually done pretty well. But um, he hasn't been identified, this guy. But this past weekend, I mean, I already knew he's betting into numbers that were very questionable. He loves playing 
big time favorites week one. He laid the points with Ohio State and Wisconsin, like combined 70 plus points. I think he cashed one of those tickets, but it's a really crazy follow because this guy's betting crazy amounts with six figure bets. But this weekend, buying a half point on a pick'em game in college football is literally the worst move you'll ever see anybody make in the sports betting world. Literally throwing ten thousand dollars down the drain. This past weekend, if you Moneyline parlayed all of the underdogs in the Pac-12 on Saturday's slate, $100 would have won you $116,806. Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon State, Washington State, and Cal all won as underdogs, some of them big underdogs. So $100 on all of those teams to win straight up would have netted you a cool 116.8K. Patrick Mahomes already has as many passing touchdowns as Alex Smith did last year. He's on pace to have the second most in a single season in NFL history. As I've said in an earlier podcast, I'm really interested to see how the Chiefs perform moving forward. We know their propensity to start out strong in recent years. At least last year they started out 5-0. And I had a stat in a recent episode where... um, you know, there's been previous years where they've they've started similarly and then faded at the end. So this year it's going to be fascinating to see how that high passing offense fares as the cold winter months come around. Is this team for real? Or are they going to fizzle down the stretch? We'll have to wait and see. I got a streak for you. Of course, the Patriots broke this streak. Favorites, home or road, on Monday Night Football, laying nine points or more were 0-14-1 against the spread on on a streak until this week when the Patriots got that pick six to cover the 14 in Buffalo. The Pats were never covering before that pick six, and I'm pretty sure if they got the ball back, you almost certainly would have seen them just run out the clock, but no, returned it for about 80 yards for a touchdown. That's what we call a bad beat for anybody who had the Bills plus 14, but at the same time, you were definitely uh, gambling, so to speak, if you were... Had your money on Derek Anderson, a quarterback, uh, playing from behind, which was always going to be the case. And another interesting Patriots-related trend from Monday Night Football. Since 2008 and 2009, the Patriots, as double-digit favorites, when when they're double-digit favorites, the under was 8-0 in those games going into this past Monday. And that streak is now 9-0 because Monday night's game went well under the total. And, oh, yeah. Now Tom Brady, he's 29-3 and lifetime against the Bills, and one of those losses involved Belichick resting all the players in the second half of a meaningless Week 17 game. That's some crazy shit. All right, well, I've got a special treat for all of you on this episode. I am pleased to bring on the brains behind Sunday Punch Sports, a Chicago-based sports website, blog, and hilarious Instagram account. You're going to want to follow these guys after listening to this. So here it is, my interview with Mike and Adam from Sunday Punch Sports. All right, we're here with our next guest on the Doggy Juice Pod. I said guests, that's plural. We have not one, but two, but they might as well be one because they represent Sunday Punch Sports, uh, a website. This is, we're here with Mike and Adam. And how's it going, guys? First of all, good, good. Can't complain. Thanks for for joining the pod. Uh, let's jump. So your website, 
is fucking hilarious. Your and your blog and your um, Instagram account. It's Sunday Punch Sports, and the website's SundayPunchIt.com. And mm-hmm. your premise is there's two kinds of sports people: the stat nerds and the passion alphas. Why not pit yeah. them against each other? Seems like a good idea to us. For all the listeners, which one of you is the stat nerd, and which one of you is the passion alpha? Uh, yeah, so Mike, Mike uh, is the stat nerd. So the, basically, the the whole premise of the site is kind of what you said, but uh, we always argue at work. So we work at an advertising agency, and uh, we always argue at work over, let's say, LeBron James. <laughs> and um, Mike, you know, will get into like different statistics, and he'll be like, you know, according to the Vorp statistic. LeBron James actually technically is better than Michael Jordan because of all of these different Excel sheets. And uh, I just don't like LeBron James, and I don't really care about stats or anything. I can just look at him and not like him at all and and not agree with the Michael Jordan um, comparison. I mean, there's no comparison in my mind. So We're not going to get into that. <laughs> well, well, we could. I mean, because, so Jordan two, versus LeBron. <laughs> just get right into yeah, Jordan I mean, versus LeBron. <laughs> I mean, there, there's two people. I mean, if you're at a bar, there's two people. Okay, so there's there's me who maybe have had a, a couple uh, too many beers, and you're just you're acting on pure instinct and pure passion. And then there's the guy who has like you know the numbers to back it up, but you know doesn't really use the eye test to to really compare the two. And so we thought, you know what, instead of just arguing right next door to each other where we work, let's start a website and and see if everybody else is interested in it. And it is kind of a brand new kind of site. So we're still looking for people to, uh, to jump on in and, uh, and actually I'm trying to advertise on Facebook right now. (laughs) nice dude dude i mean well the website is awesome and the instagram account is fucking hilarious like it's filled with good shit you guys are really active on there it's like who's so you guys just started out working with each other and then just started getting into like getting into fights and then just went to here and here we are sitting now it's unreal pretty much pretty much like just one day we just said let's do it damn so so one of you ceo one of you ceo yeah mike Mike is the ceo (laughs) Smart, get the well. The numbers guy's the COO. Okay, or no, the CEO. No, I, I'm the CEO. You're the COO. Yeah, so the passion guy. Interesting. And he makes all the major decisions. So right on. I well, um, and then we we came up with the name Sunday Punch just because we wanted to come up with a cool name. So we we were looking up like random sports phrases and uh, kind of knocking someone into next Sunday is, a, is an old boxing term. So yeah, we yeah, thought familiar. Sunday punch sounded, sounded pretty cool. And, and so we it's went unique. from there. It's unique. So you're from Florida, Adam and Mike, you're from Chicago area. I've, I've known you we grew up in the same town. Um, so you're a big, obviously Mike, I know where your sports allegiance lies. Right. You're Chicago. Adam, are you, are you Chicago? Like where, where does your allegiance lie? He doesn't have one. I don't have a leash. That's the whole point. I I I like um, I like many teams. So I went to UF in Gainesville. So obviously I'm a Gators fan. Um, I grew up actually liking the Chicago Bulls because Michael Jordan was the best player. I gravitate to the best. That makes sense. You're one of those guys. He's a Wait, bandwagon. Are you like a Lakers? No, 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 no. I just, you know, it's real. It's real. Recognize real. 
And so <laughs> I saw Michael Jordan. I recognized he was the best. And then Kobe came along, and I was like, well, that guy's really good too. So then I became a Lakers fan for a little bit. Um, <laughs> I have not jumped on the LeBron bandwagon because I just, you know, he, he not to get, not to really, you know, hey, you're holding your ground. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I just think he's, uh, you know, kind of a phony and jackass. Not very good. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Michael Jordan didn't have to give himself his own nickname of, you know, the king or, <laughs> or copy anyone's number he's or anything like yeah. that. So, yeah. uh, Well, no, I, I actually like the Michael Jordan arrogance and the Kobe arrogance, but I feel like LeBron James is playing a character. So, um and I'm also from Baltimore, so I like the Ravens. Um, but I mean, I moved to Chicago, so I'm going to adopt the Bears, obviously. So makes sense. I mean, you're adopting at the right time, of course. Good segue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So let's get let's get Perfectly into the Bears. planned. Uh, let's talk about that game yesterday. So, like Mike, I know you're like massive Bears fan, massive diehard Chicago fan. Do you think like? I mean, what are your thoughts after yesterday? Because obviously, it was a nice win. They covered the spread and stuff. But like, do you think? They're like, where do you see them going this year? Like, what, what do you think the state of the Bears is right now? This whole kind of season has been a little bit surprising, honestly. I, you know, I always knew Cleo Mack was a stud, but then those first couple of games comes out just dominating the game, kind of changed the whole outlook. I think for everyone, really. Yeah. Uh, I just wrote out the rest of their schedule here, and I, I think a best case scenario is they go ten and six, mm-hmm. uh, splitting with the Vikings, splitting with the Lions. I think the Rams will just fucking roll us. I don't think we have any chance in that game. That'll be a tough matchup for sure. It is uh-huh. here. It is here in December. So, I mean, you never know, but yeah, that cold weather, I mean, bears D too. cold weather against that. Like, you know, that passing offense might be neutralized a little bit. If we can get some snow, some luck with the weather or something like that. So that's uh-huh. best. That's best case scenario. Worst case scenario. I think they're 500, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think eight and eight, nine and seven. That's what we're that, destined for. That uh, that Miami loss just like it's still bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, that crushed us. So like, yeah, I mean, this is. Bullshit. Oh, it's. Do you guys think that like the Bears? So I'm of the belief, and I've like argued with this or argued with people over this for a while, but I feel like the Bears jumped the gun a little bit by, and I, I I'm happy that they got Mac and everything. It's obviously he's a generational talent. But I always make the point that I think that we double paid for him in terms of giving up the two first rounders and actually paying him. I'm and not the, sure, that, man. Uh, the, they can't draft first rounders anyway. So, I mean, what is it? Right. Really matter? <laughs> that's that's a that's a good point there. And, like, in the, and today with, you know, everyone else in the divisions trading away, guys, they had traded away Tate in Detroit. And uh, that's right. Uh, Packers got rid of a couple guys. Time out. Yeah, 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 time Montgomery's going on. Cause you can't follow directions. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't listen to McCarthy either, but that's sad. <laughs> Same here. Well, but, the bears, the bears should have got Baker this year. Yes. Well, not gotten Trubisky last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Trubisky's right now. That's like the big worry for everybody. It's like, was he worth all that? I don't think so right now. I don't know. <sighs> Mike, I don't know. what did they trade for him? Uh, they, what? They moved up. They moved up to the two sp- yeah, the two seed. So they, what did they get? Like a third rounder, and I mean, I, I'm just off the top of my head here. They gave up. No, no, no. I, I like it better that way because I mean, obviously, we could all Google it, but it, it's more yeah. fun. I think we gave up. Uh, we gave up a second rounder. Go, hey, hold on. We gave up a, a second rounder, and I obviously swapped first, but then we yeah. traded 
traded back up uh, this year to get Anthony Miller, I think, in the late second round is what happened. Yeah. yeah. Either way, we didn't need to do it, probably. <laughs> we got we got Will uh, Mack and Baker Mayfield on the same team. So. Yeah, so like, my thing is, like, Trubisky, I'm, I'm kind of I'm worried about him, like, long-term development. I feel like his ceiling, I don't know, I'm a little worried about what his ceiling could be. And I think, like, the advantage that we had on the other three teams in the division was, obviously, we were, they're all paying – so much money to their quarterback and we're on that rookie deal. Right. But then I, I feel like bringing in Mac just completely gets rid of that advantage and we'd lose the draft pick. So like he has to stay healthy and he has to be the same player for the next couple of years for that to be worth our while. So I don't know. Jury's still out for me on that one. Is she playing next week? I don't know. I, I think so. I, I honestly would sit him out again. Sit him for the bills. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially like Peterman, you know, he's gonna throw pick sixes if like my grandma was on the line. So, uh, dude. Um, yeah, dude. He he threw five interceptions. <laughs> then he threw one and one half. <laughs> yeah, it's friggin' terrible. It's like if one of us got behind center. So that's ridiculous decision ever. They had Tyrod Taylor and they put in Peterman. So okay, so I'm looking at their schedule right now, Meg. Okay, so Bills win. Lions, Vikings, Lions. That that'll be interesting. It will be. I win. Rams loss. Packers loss. Forty ers win, and then I think it'll come down to the end where they play the Vikings. I think we beat the Packers. I, I think we beat. I think we beat the Packers too at home. Give me them. I think we'll probably be like. Well, we'll be favored in that game for sure. Yes. Packers are trading away, trading away their whole team right now. Yeah, that has a psychological impact, man. They might be like, if you're a player on the Packers, what are you thinking right now? Yeah. Unleash Aaron Jones, please. <laughs> That's another thing we talk about. Aaron Jones on the Packers. Terrible. Dude, he's not <laughs> terrible. He's young, dude. No, 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 no. I've watched a few Packers games. I've watched two Packers games. Trust me, I'm an expert. <laughs> he runs directly into the line. I think you were watching Jamal Williams. Uh, <laughs> or Ty Bunker. <laughs> Uh, dude, remember when Aaron Jones took it out of the end zone last game and fumbled it? <laughs> <laughs> that asshole. I should trade his ass. <laughs> so, quick segue. Like, Bears, we could freaking, I mean, we could talk for hours about that. But, like, so really quickly moving back, because I skipped over my sparing the lead here, because obviously this is a sports betting podcast, and you guys could take this where you want. But, I mean, in terms of, like, the analytics side, that's why I kind of started this to try and kind of look at sports betting from a different angle and kind of understand, you know, it's not just about betting what you saw last and recency bias and all that shit. And, and actually like, you know, thinking more about the numbers involved and stuff. So what are your guys thoughts on sport? Cause sports betting is about to be legalized in the state of Illinois. It's just around the corner. It's already happening in other States. What are your guys thoughts on that? And I think it could be exciting to like for your site, but do you think that you could tie in anything with your website or your Instagram? Where do you guys stand there? I mean, uh, I, I hope, yeah, no, I'll take it. Mike, you, me, you take this, man. I think there's definitely an opportunity to tie in some sports betting. I, I, at the beginning of the year did some like predictions and stuff, but I mean, mm. I personally don't do it enough. I'm way too novice. I basically throw my money away. And if I win some bets, <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking lucky. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if we could get the right people writing for us and putting picks out on Fridays or whatnot, I mean, I think, I think the opportunity is absolutely there. I think the appetite for it is definitely going to be there. You guys already have a platform. Like it's almost like perfect timing for you because 
you guys started this site and you're gaining all these fans and it's fucking hilarious and everyone's starting to follow you. But then if you introduce that, there's going to be an appetite, I feel, for the sports betting coming yeah, up. Yeah, no doubt. No, no got doubt. That, got that platform. Well, what about what about you? Well, we definitely want to get someone like that on the on the squad. But um, I'm trying to get this Facebook advertising up right now. So we, I, did, I had this Facebook ad created and uh, it's like a cartoon it's based in Chicago. It's all about Sunday punch sports, but in the, so I wanted to use that. Like it's like 30 to 35 seconds. I wanted to use that to advertise to the Chicago market to say like, Hey, anyone interested in writing? Do you know about gambling? Do you know about the Blackhawks? Do you know, whatever it is, whatever your mm-hmm. niche is. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to advertise that on Facebook. So now I'm in like a battle with Facebook because for <laughs> two seconds, in the entire ad, I have uh, a cartoon version of Donald Trump in it. Ah, uh, you got that, got that copyright they, concern. No, 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 no. You're not going to believe this. It, it's <laughs> like for a, two seconds, it says it's like Sunday Punch Sports, definitely the best, probably ever. You know it, I know it, everybody <laughs> knows it. And then it moves on, right? It's not like for him, against him. It's like who gives a fuck? He's just like a funny character. And uh, and then Facebook, so we were advertising that for a little bit on Instagram and, and getting some good response. And actually, we, we got this guy, Eddie, who writes about the uh, White Sox from that ad. And oh, so, nice. you know, I was feeling good about the ad. Everyone was like saying, that, you know, it's pretty funny, blah, blah. But really, the, the funny part was the Donald Trump part. So then Facebook comes to us and is like, we have to take down that ad. That's political. And we're like oh, political. It's like first of all, we didn't even say <laughs> we didn't even say it was Donald Trump. We didn't. Say, it's a satire, and it's not pro or against. So then, Facebook's like, no, that's political. You need to be re- registered as a political like organization. So that's now we're jumping through hoops. You know, damn lawyers, dude. And now they have this thing where you got to send in your ID to get like registered for it. And their third party person can't register, like can't identify the ID because it sucks so bad. So now I'm in like this battle with Facebook to get this damn ad that I paid money for up so that I can get writers. So they just actually emailed me right before this this podcast and said, hey, I think you're good to go. So I don't know. Take Mike, them down. Take we'll them down, see dude. If can get it up because, I mean, in hindsight, I should just not use Donald Trump at all, but. That would have made it easier, but no. Whatever. Stick you to know. your guns, dude. I enjoy fighting with a giant organization like Facebook. For three <laughs> yeah, only go after the top, dude. That's what you got to do. So I don't know. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that was my plan to get writers, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. wanted to like just target the Chicago area, blah blah blah, and then uh, and then I was even going to just target like you know Northwestern journalism uh, school and and whatever whatever colleges that that have nice journalism programs or any sports groups and uh and get writers that way so right now we have you know eddie me mike this guy uh barrett gray who writes for us this girl that just did an article for us so i want to get i i mean the the vision is to have an article done every single day posted in the morning that you you just you log on instagram you see it you're like well maybe today i do maybe today i don't so yeah, man, that's good. It's all we'll about see, content. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Content, content is king, and you guys are putting a lot out there. 
That's I, I truly believe that too. Like the more you put out, the more content you get, the better you're off you are. So um, let's get uh, back. Yeah. To so I, I mean, I want to, I want a, a bears guy. I want a Blackhawks guy. I want a, they're want out a, there. They're every, out. I want a bulls guy. I want everything. So yeah, man, they're, I don't know. they're out there. Maybe you'll get one from uh, one of my dozens of listeners. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. So I mean, we got the White Sox guy. So just if you're yeah. out there and you're listening, just forget about that. Just well, the White Sox guy would have been the toughest one to find. I would imagine, right, Mike? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I want to hear your guys' thoughts on more Chicago sports teams. So like, so the Bulls, um, obviously that's a fucking. I mean, we're coming off last night. Obviously, Clay Thompson broke the single game three point record with 14 threes before the fourth quarter even started. And the bulls defense is a dumpster fire, but they're also riddled with injuries. And we all know where the state of that team is, but do we like the state of the team? And I'm going to, I'm going to go with Mike on that. Mike, what do you think about this? Yeah, Mike, Mike, you love, you're, the, you're a bulls guy. Talk a little bit about that. I, I like Doug too, but he's, no, he's, I think he's, he's being sarcastic. I don't oh, really? <laughs> I like Doug. No, I, I, okay. We can go on Dunn. I think Dunn has a lot of potential. Like, Besides the fact that he's injured right now, he, the defense is there and the offense, obviously, it's a work in progress, but I, I at least see potential there with him. Like, I don't know. What do you think? Talk about how much you love Chris Dunn. Yeah. What, how, how much do you love Chris Dunn? <laughs> Dude, I cannot do Chris Dunn. I, I get the whole defense thing. And did I, did I see this right? 92 points we gave up at halftime last night. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I, was it even more? I think it was more. They were, they were that, really close to that, that is an absurd figure. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but, but Chris Dunn cannot shoot. He struggles to make layups every time I watch him. Do you think the potential's there for him to let that shoot? No, I don't. I don't think so. Well, no, I don't. Jimmy Butler, you know, he was kind of the same kind of thing. He couldn't shoot, but I, I don't think they're the same cat. Jimmy Butler, you know, worked his ass off, and now you know, he's a diva and all, but... I mean, Dunn can't stay healthy either. I, I don't. I don't know. I I liked the team coming in. I was somewhat optimistic. I recognized the defense was going to be shit, you know, with Jabari and Levine and Lowry, but right, right. We're, yeah. we seem to be stuck in that purgatory again. That, that's you know, what like, I was going to get at. Yeah, it's just like Garpax just has to go. We've been saying they for, have to go. They have, have to go. go. Hoiberg yeah. can't coach. When no. we get these guys healthy and come, they come back. We're probably going to be right around that seven pick again. Exactly. And what the fuck does that get you? I mean, I, I liked the I liked the Wendell Carter pick, but I mean, Wendell Carter is not winning you a championship. Wendell Carter's not Zion Williamson and some of those other studs you can get in the first one or two picks. They're not going to hit home runs on the yeah. <laughs> with the seventh pick every time. I agree. Like I'm just worried because Bulls are my favorite team, and like I. I've just been sick to my stomach the past few years just watching this unfold because they, they're doing just enough. Like the year they, they got the eight seed, what was that, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Right when they had Rondo and, and, and like. Yeah, playoff Rondo. Yeah, playoff Rondo. Mm-hmm. They're up 2 0 on the Celtics. Everyone's drinking the cool. Yeah. That's serious. And then, like, and of course, got he got injured, Rondo, and then they got, they fizzled out, and we were stuck with what, like 15th pick or whatever. I firmly so, believe we would have won that series had Rondo stayed healthy. I, I agree, man. We won the first two games of the road. Too. I know. Like, yeah, that was crazy. But I, I disagree. I, I actually want them competing for playoff spots uh, more than I want them tanking each and every year. The only argument I get about that is potentially getting that big free agent, but we've never done yeah. that. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. 
No, and I, I mean, who's going to come here? Is Dur- Durant? Like, I, I think he's going to no. Se- he's gonna go to Seattle. <laughs> How is this him? When Seattle gets their team back, they'll go back there probably for a few takes on that one. I mean, uh, I like to, do, I like but, to think. Oh, that, what's Davis, he gonna, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. I was no. I just said I'd, I'd like to think Anthony Davis, but that's a pipe dream as well. Uh, uh, that is a pipe dream. I would love that. I don't know, I don't know, dude. I think he could come here. Why not? Hometown He's boy. from Chicago. Yeah. The big market. He's young enough. I mean, they show him the, what's his contract though. He's still got a few. Like, I think I think he's I think only got. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right because he was talking about there was like trade rumors, so they'd have to trade him. But fuck, we'll trade. I'd trade everyone for him. Yeah, same here. Build around that. I mean, that's what they need. I mean, obviously we know superstars win in the NBA, but like it just makes me sick to my stomach because Chicago, we shouldn't have an issue with rebuilding for that many years. Like I understand we have to do it from time to time, and right now is okay because there's you know, the Warriors and it's their league, but at least commit to that lane. And I think it starts with the front office. And we, we all know this, like you got to just start fresh. You got to do it. These are the same guys that had Thibodeau in there. It's just but, bizarre. It's bizarre how long these guys have been able to hold jobs. It doesn't yeah, make any sense. It's, it's just because Paxson was, you know, his bulls legend and he's got some kind of personal connection with the Reinsdorf family. That's literally what's ruining it for us bulls fans. So. so Anthony Davis signed a five-year contract in 2016. So two years. So he's got three left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, graduated. didn't he? What didn't he come out and saying like you would not? He'd like quit if he was traded from the Pelicans or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they must love. How can you possibly feel that way? I don't know. I mean, New Orleans is a sick city. Yeah. You're not gonna win a title there. That's no idea. Well, he's making. It was a five-year, 127 million dollar contract. And get those endorsement deals in Chicago. Uh, we'll see. Man. I mean, like if I were him, like, why would you want to come here anyway, though? You know, it's if they pull off a, a trade, Bulls will have to probably, I mean, we're not going to offer four first rounders for him. Like. Yeah, why is he still there? I don't understand. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't understand why the Timberwolves didn't take that deal from the Rockets with the four first rounders. You guys hear about that? Yeah. yeah that's those fake news. Like that Josh Gordon. Uh, sitting out a quarter. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's another stuff. Oh, man. I know. That was all smoke and mirrors ended up being on Gordon. And then he drops that 50-yard catch, but that's another. I'm pretty convinced that Belichick found caught wind of that and decided that he's not benching him just to show the media that he has full control. That's actually a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my theory was that there's like he wanted to smoke out the mole in the organization, so he <laughs> said that story to someone. And now that someone is in, and now that someone is in the basement somewhere. Bulls a bulls, yeah, yeah. Bulls, um yeah, I you mean know, the common thread of the Bulls and the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like if I so Mike, if you're GM right now, you know, they fire guard packs hire today, what's what are you trying to do like in the next year or two? I mean, I think Hoiberg's got to go. I think Jabari's got to go. And well, I think Jabari looks like he ate the whole kitchen cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just looks soft. I he saw is. Noah. Noah's in town. Let's let's bring Noah in. He doesn't have to play. <laughs> let's show pra- these guys how you play basketball. Practice squad, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mike is the GM. Noah is on the team. He, he is on the team. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think I think the Jabari signing was the opposite of picking a lane. 
I think we had the opportunity to be awful again. Now, Levine has shown out so far, and he looks good, which is awesome to see. But I I just think we have to lose. I think we have to lose one more year and then, you know, hope we get that guy in the draft and kind of just go from there. I I, I don't know. It's it's obviously not an easy thing. They're they're a mess. But but how, how Gar and Pack still have jobs, I just do not understand. I don't understand how you can be the mediocrity of the NBA for like what? 10 fucking years. Yeah. I mean, we had those nice D Rose years, but, but that was all luck too. They didn't do anything. It was, you know, like a little child could have chose D Rose over Michael Beasley. All right. And they're, and they're all, they're all like, Uh, I would like to, I would like to on record real quick. I actually wanted, I liked Michael Beasley better than Derek Rose. (laughs) Dude, ironically, like, I mean, long term, this guy is Michael Jordan. Oh yeah. All that tape you were watching. (laughs) (laughs) He's the passion guy, dude. He's the passion guy. (laughs) Little did I know that it, little did I know that he'd get high before every game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing with the Bulls too, like, Last year, this was like a, no one really knew about this except like true Bulls fans. Nico Miritich should like be shamed in the annals of Chicago Bulls history forever because the Bulls were tanking well. And then when Nico came back from that injury last year, they went on that run and they're trying like desperately yeah. to trade. They eventually did trade him. But if they didn't go on that run with Nico, we're probably looking at a top three, top four pick in the draft. That's but, true. Yeah. We did get a first round pick for him, which was nice, but. That was Wait, not, no, you're right. You're right. They they went on a tear. They won like 14 games in a row or something. Right when he came back, and they're like, Wait, Mike, is that why you hated him? No, no, I never liked Nico. I I, I like I guys. Like, that, I was on Mike, I was arguing. My, I'm like, dude, this Nico guy is pretty good. He's tearing and, it up uh, now. He's like a DraftKings plug and yeah. play right now. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> Does he still have the beard? By the way, no, he got rid of the beard. I think when he went to Pelicans, but he looks weird. Yeah, do you play a, a other Mike? You yeah. play uh, DraftKings? Oh yeah, dude, I'm all over that DraftKings fan duel. I uh, I smoke Mike Mike H every week on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. It's play, right? Complete it's luck, play. I think. I, I'm under the impression it's complete luck. Play me, bro. Play me, bro. Assume, uh, sm- short sample, small sample size on that though. Or it's like, it was sample? like two days. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I need a few days, so I'm willing to say. <laughs> two, oh man. <laughs> so I. I agree with you guys' takes. So, you're taking the Bulls for sure, though. But all right, let's let's talk baseball. No, my, but, uh, you don't agree with mine, though. My take is that we must try and make the playoffs this year. Oh no, I definitely don't agree with that take. Do you okay. think they can, though, realistically? No. Yeah, no. we get market back. I don't and think so. Zach playing out of his mind, and Chris Dunn's back. But they, but dude, that's gonna take like months, so it doesn't really matter. I, sure. I I agree with you guys; they should tank and they should get Zion Williamson, even though I've never seen him play outside of I high know. school. He's the best. <laughs> He's so he good. is the best. I've Just seen him idea. play five foot five white guys. I know that he is the best. <laughs> I mean, that's the way to go. Uh, personally, I think they're not gonna hit like maybe thirty wins. I mean, I hope so. I got a season win total ticket on them. At you took that. Trailer. I, t- I took it at, uh, what was it, 29? I forget. 28 was, or 29. Was, yeah, yeah, I got to look it up. But that's before, I took it before the Lori injury, which I wish I, the number was up to 30. Wow. It did seem, it did seem like free money when it first came out. Yeah, it did. It opened like 27 and a half. I want to say I got a 28, I forget, 28 or 29. But yeah, it looked, I was drinking the Kool-Aid there just because the Eastern Conference too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, right, like right. Shitty teams, but obviously. My, uh, my roommate, by the way, another hot take. 
from uh, another another guy in our realm said that the Cavs were going to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. By the way, just 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 want to throw that out there because I think you can hear me outside of my doors. So I just want to I want to get that on the airwaves. Was he listening to Tristan Thompson? Those comments he made. It's like Tristan he Thompson. Say, he's from Cleveland, so oh, that's all you need to say. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's listening like, to Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond. Tyrell Lou. Tyrell Lou sitting next to him in there. Ty Lou, mouth constantly open. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move. Let's let's talk baseball. Cubs. Let's Sox. talk Blackhawks hockey. Sorry, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> I can't say shit about that. <laughs> yeah, neither can I. Mike, you're a Cubs fan. If there's fan. anyone out there listening that knows anything about Blackhawks hockey, we would yeah. love to have you for Sunday punch. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, if you would have asked that question two years ago, right, you would have got flooded with people. It's just funny. Yeah. Blackhawks, it's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> but, but the Cubs, though, that's our squad. I think that, you know, Mike, you're a big Cubs fan. You were at you were at that. I'll be forever jealous that you were at that uh, that game seven clincher, not in Cleveland, but to win the pennant. Yeah, yeah, Dodgers, oh, Hendricks, yeah. Kershaw. That was so good. But um, where do you? Th- so obviously, like Mike, Mike, did you tell him how uh, at our office how um, one of our clients wanted Mike to be like? Or no, wait, was that you or was that one of the uh, other people at the office? Like it was when the Cubs won the World Series. Someone came in, like a client came in, like <laughs> during the parade. It was the fucking parade day, and oh. this client, this client came in and was constantly nagging this uh, account executive to do a meeting during the parade. Was that a, fri- <laughs> a Friday too? Am I not mistaken? It might have been a Friday. Yeah, it was a Thursday or Friday. Yeah, everybody and their uncle was like, maybe it was a, was that a Monday? I forget. But everyone like. Literally was flooding. Like, was there like stats? Like, it was like the most people to gather and like what? Like biggest public gathering in so many years. Some Guinness Book shit. I don't know. Yeah, all the but, other shit was like religious experiences. Yeah, like Jesus yeah. touching down. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like the largest like non-religious gathering of, of human beings. Well, you could argue whether or not it was according religious. to the Book of Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the Phil Collins Genesis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, anyway. the Cubs, actually, a, a quick side note before we really get into the Cubs. Um, the Cubs are actually what made me want to move to Chicago. I visited oh. my buddy who was going to Northwestern, and um, it was when the Cubs were in their World Series run. And uh, I just had the most, like, the such a blast going out and watching them. It was when they were playing the Dodgers, and they, like, won off some home run. And it was like one of the most epic nights of my life. So it was Miguel Montero. Oh yeah, yeah, the Mickey Homer. Yeah. yeah. After that, I was like, my buddy kept calling me, like, "Yo, move here," and I was like, "Dude, I had such a great time that night, but I think I'm going." <laughs> Dude got laid that night. Had to move to Chicago. Well, you know, I don't want to get into detail. <laughs> I mean, dude, the panties dropped that whole that whole month. Obviously, There's lots of babies making. Lots of them, dude. But where where are they going to go from here? So do you think? Um, Bryce I mean, Harper. Bryce, you think Bryce? You think? I mean, Bryce. he's got was, a man crush on Bryce. Bryce, you got that KB connection. But do they? You want to give him three hundred mil? So yeah. I'm, I am. Yes, give him whatever is, he wants. This is definitely some recency bias. You know, season kind of ended on a shitty note. 
True. I'm I'm a little more negative on both Chicago teams, honestly. I I totally still believe in every everyone on the Cubs for the most part, aside from you know Addison Russell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you hey, can't trade him now. You know he's worthless. Yeah. But I'm I'm there's some creeping doubt in my mind that it was it a flash in the pan. I, I don't like to think like that, but I, it worries me a bit. I do agree with Adam. I think Harper or Manny is the way to go this offseason. Manny, obviously. Dickhead. Yeah, he, I'm from Baltimore, and that guy has been a dickhead forever. He, he showed some <laughs> But if colors. he was signed by the Cubs, I would love him. So, never mind. Yeah, but where do, you, where do you put Manny, though? I mean, he put KB in left, and then Manny, I mean, where, where do you even, how do you shuffle that around? No, no, he'll play short, I think, and buy his back short. second. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was like statistically not a good shortstop this year. He's definitely better at third. And uh, I, I mean, could see Theo or uh, yeah, Jed Theo giving up on Baez at short. You know what I mean? I, that's true. I mean, he's a stud there, and they moved Bryant to left for David Bodie. So I mean, that wouldn't uh, be an issue. I don't think. No. Bodie ball. Manny, Manny, this this offseason or this uh, you know postseason, I feel like he was trying to not get paid. He did everything okay. incorrectly. Yeah, he feel really the pressure. He well, I mean, what, he was like three for twenty two in the World Series while like crawling to first base nine out of ten times. That was uh, not a good look. Blatantly blasting that dude in the leg. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> There's like some weird baseball etiquette going on there that people were actually defending him, but I, mean, I don't get that shit either. But whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know, Mike. What do you think? They no, I, I agree. I agree. I, yeah, obviously, I'm. So part of me thinks that they should throw the money at one of those guys like the fan of me who gives them so much fucking money every year, bleachers, seeds, and beers and shit. But I feel like pitching, like obviously, Darvish is going to probably determine how next year goes, like largely. Done. Uh, well, I'm not giving up on that shit. Yeah, I think one year it's easy to like get caught up in like the injury and stuff, but I'm not giving up yet. If right. so, that's a fucking that's a hit and miss. But Hayward, terrible contract. Obviously, that's going to be the bane of our existence moving forward. But like, I would rather see them spend smartly on pitching. Don't bring in a guy like Kershaw who's lost no. the velocity and stuff. Like, no. don't do that. Like, find find those like value guys and quantity over quality. Or sorry, quality over over quantity. If there, or does, it, does that make sense? You know what I mean, like bring in a few guys that are really good instead of like spending all the money on one guy. So I guess it is quantity too, but um, I just don't think I, I can't see Harper coming here, even though he's got the, the KB connection. Actually, interestingly, Harper or was that Machado? They're most likely destinations or for Machado. It's the Phillies, according to offshore betting markets. Hmm. They have the Phillies really? is the favorite to land him. Yeah. And then uh, what about the Yankees? Bryce, it's the Yankees, but the Phillies are right up there too. Yeah, of course the Yankees. As, for, as much as a pain in the ass Scott Boris is, that guy is an awesome troll. Tweeting out the other day how Harper's already made up his mind; it's a done deal. That that is just awesome. Yeah, he's, he's trolling every team. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. I mean, I've wanted him representing me for sure. But yeah, man, I don't know. I like, need to get him. Yeah, they I, 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 they need to get him. They need some firepower there. Yeah, the, the outfield actually like doesn't look that great. I mean, all the the Cubs homers, you know, love Almora. They and mm-hmm. you know Hayward's a great motivational speaker, but <laughs> uh, they they do need a better outfield. There's no doubt. The infield still looks good. 
Rizzo's still good. KB kind of had a lost season, but I mean, I'm yeah. not, I'm not down on KB. He'll be fine. Yeah, I wanted him to sit out. Yeah, I mean, he he was clearly hurt. All you know, the whole second half. There's no you doubt heard that he was going to. Also, like there were some well, rumors like, going on that he was going to just sit out the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. He should. Yeah. Like if you're but, hurt, sit out. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, but, you're just batting on reputation. Right. It's like never going to work. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, for me, I think they're going to come back too with the fire next year after what I, happened. I do too. I you know what I mean? Too. Like last year, like 2017, the hangover season, they still made the playoffs, still made it to the NLCS. This year, still had the fucking, they tied for the best record in the National League or whatever, one game back. Right, no doubt. So you know, think, consider all that. They came that close, but they the way it ended, I think, is really going to light a fire under their ass. What did uh, the what did, like all those signings that the Brewers did? How many of those guys are they keeping? I, I was saying I, all year I wasn't worried about them, and then you know they <laughs> kept, kept coming and we kept fading, and you know how it ended. But I still think they got some of those young guys locked up, right? Like some of like obviously Hater is going to be an issue. I don't know his contract situation, but like they'll be there next year for sure. And then the Cardinals. They have that sick far- the Cardinals farm system. I like. I was kind of following that during the year. Like they're unreal good. Their farm system and the guys they brought up at the end of the year were raking. That's partly why they made that run. Yeah, but, I mean Flaherty's the real deal down yeah, there. Reyes, I mean Reyes can't stay healthy. That that worries me too. It's a tough division because obviously that we're dealing with all those young guys in St. Louis and then Milwaukee as well, but. I don't know, man. We got the fucking pockets that they don't have, and the right. Jets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And on the Sox side of things, like obviously I'm biased. I'm a Cubs fan, but I just don't fucking see it for them, man. With all these teams, with the the Astros, all these guys under thirty, fuck mid twenties, and then Boston. I mean, Boston's not going anywhere. the The Sox have Kopesh. He's probably going to sit out all next year with Tommy John. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez by all statistics is due for regression. He had a good year, but like he's more of like a mid threes guy than like a high twos is what I think he finished this year. Mm-hmm. And then like Moncada, dude, I, I don't know. What, yeah. what about the division though? That's the only thing like, you right. Said, like Astros and Red Sox, but like they just have to really worry about Cleveland right now. And I feel like they're, I don't, I don't know the state of Cleveland, if they're going to fall off or true. I mean, they still have all that, those pitchers, but Sox fans seem to think they're going to get Manny Machado. I, I don't. I don't know if I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cute. I will say though, Eloy is going to be a monster, and we're going to forever regret that trade. Yep, agreed. I know we knew it like the moment it happened too. Like Sox fans seem to be like more happy than Cubs fans when the trade went down. And well, in the in the pitcher we traded too, Dylan Cease is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's minor league ball, but like, dude's been lights out, and that's exactly what we need is young pitchers, so we can stop trading for, yeah, you Darvish, right? right. The Katana deal though, team friendly deal though. Obviously, we all know that, but but like, I I get that argument, but like, I don't want a deal that's team friendly if the guy is not gonna. He's just been okay. Yeah. So what's that? Where does that get us? That's a good point, especially when you're giving up like two Hall of Famers like that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right well, i'm not gonna call dylan C's off. <laughs> all right i want to get you guys to shit it's already been 40 minutes yeah mike uh, mike what, what what is your take on the blackhawks <laughs> yeah no let's do it let's do a quick blackhawks take i can't i literally can't they, they still have patrick kane right 
Can and taste. You sure do. <laughs> you got anything, Adam? <laughs> no. no other, than I, other than I was recently uh, right behind the bench at a Blackhawks game. Um, one of my friends who works at Northwestern, uh, his buddy does all the, uh, the medical work for the Blackhawks. And uh, so we got these sweet tickets, and uh, I didn't realize that there was zero coaching in, in hockey, actually. <laughs> you sit right behind the bench, the coach says nothing the entire game, and everyone just jumps in whenever... It, it seems to me that everyone just jumps in whenever they kind of want to. And so uh, the guy next to me said, pointed at one of the players and said, uh, when did we draft him? And so the guy next to me said, I think that's 26. I think we drafted him in 2016 and neither of us had any clue who the person was or when the draft was, but we looked it up and it was 2016. So obviously we are Blackhawks geniuses. You're a huge Blackhawks diehard now. But you know what the thing is? I, I realized sitting behind the bench, although awesome as it is, I couldn't see shit. Like the whole game was just like happening. And I was like trying to lean over and see the puck. And it was like, I'd rather be a little bit higher up. It's a lot faster yeah. too when it's live, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, really fast. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Like really two, fast. Is it like 200 level? Like the, the sweet spot at the, the yeah, United yeah. center for black. Yeah, those, so. those, uh, those, those lower level boxes are the way to go. Uh, get the, yeah, get those also, ABC seats, Mike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah also uh, the uh the national anthem was oh yeah the most intense thing oh jim cornelius i had the ever best. been to it's yeah dude it's life. jim dude it's jim it's so good i mean yeah he's notorious does he do like weddings too like you, know, Mike, you know he did a glumbar west football game i didn't know that no yeah, it was uh it was last year or the year before See, i think like, he has he has like a connection there to Glen Owen somehow. It was like a playoff game or something. Interesting. Yeah, I heard a rumor that he did someone's wedding, like <laughs> someone like like at the I don't know, like to start the dance floor or something like they kick off the sorry not the not the actual wedding the reception. Who has a national anthem at their wedding? I don't know, but if it's if you get Jim Cornelius there, it's what you do, right? I don't know. <laughs> what? Wait, no. Uh, I thought you were gonna say he sang something else there. No, he no, sang the next. That's. I think that's the only thing he sings, right? America. <laughs> yeah, I'm just assuming he what? doesn't know anything. <laughs> well, dude, I've been to a dolphin. Uh, dude, I, I've been to many dolphins games, and like people are sleeping during the national anthem. So when everyone was like freaking out and like getting amped, I was like, "This is the best!" Like. Yeah. I was like, this is the best thing I've been a part of in a while. Feel the emotion, man. <laughs> yeah. And then that guy was like, when do we draft that guy? Dude, he's, he's got you revved up like days later still, clearly. <laughs> oh, for sure. I was like, dude, me and my buddy Sean were looking at each other like, have you ever experienced anything like this? <laughs> I don't mean, get it that. Was more than the game. It was more than the game. Yeah. No, he's a legend, dude. He's a legend. I mean, about the Dolphins, dude. You go to a Marlins game. There's like four people there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Florida, yeah, that's a Florida fan thing, though. But everyone knows it. Remember that, like that one Heat game where like oh, fans yeah, yeah. left early and then they were trying and to get back. Yeah, yeah. 
that was I was actually at a um I was at a bar right across the street for that game and people were like so pissed they couldn't get back in. You're right. But dude, like in Miami they don't show up to the third quarter, so it's kind yeah. of outrageous for them to leave at the end of the third quarter because then they were only there for eight minutes. <laughs> I, I hate Florida fans. Not you, but man, they're a special breed, man. At least like the LA fans have traffic excuse. Yeah. Oh my God. I was just in LA. Guess how much a Chargers game parking for preseason was? More than the fucking seats to the stadium. Had to. Well, we got fr- we got free tickets. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, sweet! <laughs> and so we drove there. One hundred dollars. No way. No way. Yes. Oh yes. my god! You could fly to LA for like less than that. One hundred dollars to go god. to a Chargers preseason game. Although it's pretty dope because it's in that that stadium that's like basically a high school stadium. Uh, so like, Ladanian yeah, the uh, stop up center. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ladanian Thomas walked like right by us like while we were having a few beers, like all the coaches and players and like all the announcers have to walk by like the regular public to get <laughs> to walk by everybody in the damn stadium get, to get to their like little where, wherever they like have their, you know, halftime talk. So we're just like LT like bumped into me. We were like, Hey LT. And he's like, Hey, how's it going guys? And then he no, walked up. You we're carried like, my fantasy team 12 years ago. What's up dude? <laughs> he did carry my fantasy team 12 years ago. I had no one. I can't remember anyone else on the team, but I remember that LT had 35 points a game. Oh, isn't yeah? That was like He's, wasn't that the best girly this year? Yeah, exactly. That's so, true. Is he going to break that record? I don't know. He fell down on the five yard line the other the other night and won me my my matchup. <laughs> I think another angle on that too, like if they keep winning, they're going to be rested. I mean, because McVeigh's shown a propensity to rest mm-hmm. guys like that. People so like, were that's so great weeks, don't you know? right. championship. People were asking me, should I trade Todd Gurley? Because of because of that reason, I was like, no, you fucking idiot, you ride it out, you do not trade him. Yeah, no, it's just not. I mean, yeah. you you just can't, you can't. What's even equal value for Gurley right no, now? There, there's no, there's no value. <laughs> no, you have to get like an RB one and a wide yeah. receiver one. Yeah, even that's not enough. You don't do it. But. But the, those LA games, though, not to like break it from fantasy, but like, did you guys see the Packers fans there in the home field yeah. for those LA teams? Like, I mean, this is a big from like the handicapping angle for for like actually betting on these games. Like last year, I wasn't even giving the Chargers home field advantage at all. Usually, yeah. it's three points per team. I was actually giving them wait what home um, field advantage? Zero. I, usually, three. like the rule rule of thumbs, three points. Yeah. But that for last year, the Chargers was such a difficult grasp that like. I ended up giving them literally zero and that's including like sleeping in their own beds and stuff, which means, you know, going through yeah. their normal routine. Yeah. Um, after the Rams game this weekend, like I wish I had given the Packers, you know, I mean almost the Packers home field advantage in that one. There's clearly more fans there. How much do you usually bet each week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, amount wise, I'm not going to disclose. No, no, that. no, no. Like, like I didn't mean amount wise. I meant um, oh, like, like how many games do you usually bet? That varies. So, like during an NFL weekend, or yeah, like during a during like a regular NFL week. So you got Monday and Thursday too. Okay, so I typically NFL when you have about you know what is fourteen to sixteen games a week. I find enough value to get on maybe two to three sides a week, yeah. but I try and do it from like the angle where I'm playing the market as well. So if I think a mark the market's going to move, I'll try and lock down a number on a 
just a, a game where I think it's going to move and then get off of it for part of the positions. It's a little more complicated, but college, it's a lot more college. There's probably like a solid eight, 10, 12 games per week. Oh, that because there's so much value. There's just, yeah, there's more, the NFL, it's, you're not going to win long-term, but in the NFL, like no one can do that. The lines are too sharp. And like, yeah. you know, it's I, I two or three, maybe sometimes none, but I feel like I'm lucky if I find three games that I that I want to bet on the NFL. But college, totally different story. Is that just because there's more public money coming on NFL than college? Like that's part of it. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. And also, just because the games, there's less variance. These guys are all professional football players, and like you know, the totals are are lower. You know, and even though they're getting bigger now in the NFL, you know, college games you get some games like the '60s, '70s, '80s, and they're fucking college kids. So mm-hmm, there's so much yeah. more variability. But the NFL. These guys are all pros. I mean, the the fucking Bills can go into Minnesota as seventeen point underdogs and win by twenty points or whatever. Yeah, that was. you know what I mean. Like that shit can go down. I I, what did I tell you, Mike? Wasn't that the one? Or did I tell one of my roommates then? I, I said that I was <laughs> I was willing to bet my entire life on that game. Yeah, that was Dude. me. That was me. <laughs> I always like like play this exercise though. Like after the weekend, if if you I always play this game. Like how much would I have bet if and like. And this is like not. Uh, if you gave concept. me a million dollars, yeah. I would have bet if, it on that game. If you're just like <laughs> straight up, no, but like if someone literally went to you and was like, "Dude, I bet you that the Bills are going to win this game by more than two touchdowns. I will bet you everything you have, but I'll give you everything I have if you win." You would do it, right? Like it's something. Yeah, like that. for I sure. Would do yeah. it in one second. Yeah, exactly. So that's it's a good thing no one approached us with that shit that weekend. Not, not uh, just my life savings. I told Mike I would bet my, like, I would die after oh, the yeah. game. Oh, yeah. You could, like, <laughs> I would play Russian roulette with you with six bullets. Oh, no, no. That, because that, guarantee, that guarantees randomness. So, like, they <laughs> shoot me directly in the head after the game. <laughs> That's how sure I was. Not not the spread. Not the spread. I no, said, no, of like, course. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Game, Straight up. Game, yeah. That was a big spread. We'll see all year. I could not believe that. That was, that was the most shocking game I've seen in a while. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the Patriots spread. That actually might eclipse it because, well, basically they're saying if they were 14-point favorites last night on Monday night, they'd be 20-point favorites in Foxborough. So that might yeah. be a bigger one. But maybe you could have another opportunity to make that bet with someone. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. so what's the what's – the, did the Bills somehow – this is, my worry is that the Bills somehow like pick off Trubisky twice because you know Tredavious White is no joke. That guy's good, oh, man. Yeah, they showed well. Not them at all. I, I just think and they're the, like a the, the Bears think they're awesome because they just won versus the. First of all, I mean they were up seven three at halftime. I mean, yeah. First Jets. I mean, come on. I don't think so, man. I don't. I don't. I don't get that vibe from this team. I think they're. They're ready to roll. I think they'll be good. The Bears, yeah. I mean, they know they can't take anyone. Really? Because they went into the Miami and lost. Yeah. that's because it was 200 degrees and that's these true. Fox couldn't play defense. And they're in Miami, where you know the distractions more than anyone, Adam. So uh, that's true. Yeah, but uh, I don't think anything Mitch Trubisky was doing cocaine before the game, though. Uh, <laughs> not like now. By the way, inside scoop, inside scoop, people, pouncy. Luckily, yeah. which only one? Twenty people listen to this, but Pouncy for the Dolphins, the O lineman, 
we went to a club on a Saturday night. I swear to God, he was doing cocaine the day before the game Sunday. <laughs> the Bears in front of me. In dude, front of me, dude. I gotta get these texts, man. In public. <laughs> Where's that? Where's <laughs> the info in of that? Bathroom. It was like in the middle of a club. Is it like the Clevelander or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only club I know in Miami. <laughs> he was just doing it. I was like, so then, so then in my in my mind, I was like, how did these guys ever get caught for drugs? Like Josh Gordon must like come into the facility <laughs> with a bottle of bourbon and a joint and just smoke <laughs> in front of the coach. <laughs> Dude, well, obviously, whatever he was doing that night with you worked out. Yeah. He's another story. He's on my fantasy team. I need him and Tom Brady to like get along. <laughs> I need him to start scoring touchdowns. No, dude, Gordon, the potential's there for Gordon for sure. He's he'll get he'll connect on one of those long routes, dude. I thought I'd give you that inside scoop. That's good info. Pouncy and drugs. All right. Yep. Also, I to tell you this. I went to UF. I also witnessed Joachim, Joachim Noah doing cocaine in a bathroom at the swamp. I'm not surprised by that one at all. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, he has a blonde beard now, so. I didn't know that, though. <laughs> He's living in the forest and has a blonde beard. You didn't know that? I didn't know the blonde beard part. The forest part, I didn't know either, but that I'm not as shocked about that one. The blonde uh, beard. I have yeah. to follow him on Instagram. Yeah, I got to get that. Why did you just out these athletes? Now any chance of us ever interviewing them is gone. Kim <laughs> Noah's done. Doesn't matter. Dude, Pounce no, man. Practice squad Noah. Practice squad Trust Noah. me, we're going to become famous, but the, both of those athletes will be done by the time we become famous. Don't worry. I don't well, know. I don't think Noah would take part. Just to edit that out. Dude, <laughs> Noah wouldn't even take an exception to this, though. I think he'd, he'd be... He'd I don't roll. think so, either. I think they'd admit it, actually, after they're done playing. Yeah. Dude, the tell-all book will come, and then you want to tell all book. It's just yeah. called Athletes and Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Every chapter is a new athlete it's doing cocaine. 4,000 4, pages are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Harry Potter book. Uh, let's get uh, – right, it's almost been an hour. Let's get some of your guys' predictions to close out. I'm yeah. going to go through – um, and if you have any like hot takes in there, you guys throw them in. But I'm gonna go through just like the sport. You guys give me who you think's gonna meet in the championship and who wins. Probably some of this is really predictable, but let's start with uh, let's start NFL. Adam, what do you think? Who meets in the Super Bowl? Patriots, Rams, and yep. the Patriots win by seven. By seven. What do you got, Mike? I'm gonna go Steelers Saints. Ooh, Ooh hot take. that's a hot take. I'm going to, I'm going to do a hot take right in here. I said this last night when, um, or when did the Red Sox win the world series two nights ago? Was that last yeah. night? Yeah. Red Sox or it's going to be Boston LA for every sport this year, except substitute Lakers for warriors. I think it's going to be, it's kind of giving my hand away, but not even a hot take by saying this, but warriors Celtics, I'm going to say Patriots versus Rams. And I'm going to go with, um, Obviously, we already had Red Sox and, and Dodgers, but the big four. And then give me some. Is that your wait? No, is that your take for next World Series? I'm no, no, no. Just this, just this one that kicked off the Boston versus Cali 
championship okay. matches. Okay. Let's take the next World Series. Next World Series would be Cubs. Way too early World Series prediction. Cubs, <laughs> White Sox, CTA, Red Sox. White Sox, definitely. <laughs> Kool Aid. <laughs> no, dude, I, I, I go Cubs, Astros next year. I go Cubs. Right, but I, I got uh, I got Warriors, Raptors. Warriors, Raptors for for NBA. How about you, Mike? Oh, yeah. Obviously. I tend to agree with that, but Warriors win in four or five. Raptors. Interesting. You know what bet I made today that you could still get down on a faraway place is the Bucks are still 10 to 1 to win the East. 7 and 0 to start the year. I'm not saying that they're going to win really? the East. Yeah. 10 to 1. Who won uh, that game last night? The, Bucks, the Bucks, Raptors. Bucks yeah. Well, they, they sat their best players, but. They both, yeah, they both did, but still, Budenholzer, they're just tossing up threes like that. Give yeah. me that value. I think that you can at least you can get off that position in the playoffs if you want. But I think as long as they I mean, if they make it the conference finals, you can hedge off that right away. But I think that number is definitely still out there. And Giannis is awesome. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Giannis for MVP. Mm-hmm. I got that. I got that. Yeah. I get five to one, baby. I think it's it's him or AD for sure. It's him or Herman of the Brow because they're not gonna I mean, give it to. It should be LeBron every year, but whatever. It, yeah, right. But they won't. And plus, they're two well, and five. You you agree with me, Mike, on uh, Ronto? Yeah, I was watching. I watched a couple games last last week with the free league pass, and Kawhi is just he's tearing up. Kind of forgot about him, man. Like he he, he could be a dark horse MVP. Yeah, oh for sure. Not even, I mean, actually, honestly, not even dark horse. It's gonna be one of those three guys. It's Good gonna for, be it's gonna be Jonas, AD, or, or uh, Kawhi. Good for them, by the way, going for it. I mean, it wasn't happening with DeRozan. Kawhi is two DeRozans, and then some. Yeah. I mean, go for it now when with your chance with LeBron finally out of the East. I agree, 100%. This is their chance. Um, what do we do hockey? Yeah, do we do hockey? Who's got – I'm going to go – I'll uh, take – you go. I'm going to go my boys in Tampa Bay, the Lightning. Tampa Bay? And then I'm going to take – Nashville Predators. All right. Where where do you even get that Tampa. from? Tampa's winning. Tampa's winning. Tampa. I'm gonna go Tampa Bay versus San Jose. Nice. I'm looking at the standings right now. Give me one second here. I'll go. <laughs> I'm going Blackhawks. Don't matter. We're, Who plays them? We're 15 percent into the season, and I'm looking at the standings. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Winnipeg versus uh, Tampa. All, let's all pick Tampa, and then we can revisit this in a few months, and uh, <laughs> we can all be like, "Look how awesome we were." Do they still have Stamkos? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> hockey guy at all. I don't know. All right, well, um, my 2019. There you go. All right, dudes. Shit, it's been. This is officially my longest interview, but nice. This is awesome, and really appreciate you guys joining. Um, everyone who's listening, go check out, well, first of all, follow Sunday punch sports on Instagram, all the social media shit and Sunday Right. That's it. Yep. Yeah. It's good shit on there. You guys are awesome. And hopefully get you guys a few more, uh, followers through the pod and everything, but love your guys takes. Hopefully bring you guys out again in the future. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, it's a good time, man. It's nice meeting you, Adam. It's a pleasure. Let's get Thank drinks you, here. Let's get drinks. Ciao. For sure. All right, bros. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.
Thanks again to Mike and Adam over at Sunday Punch Sports for coming on. I really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. Make sure you guys follow them on Instagram at Sunday Punch Sports and also check out their website, sundaypunchit.com. It's great stuff, and they're a great follow. Tons of content on there. All right, let's close out the podcast with a quick look ahead at the weekend card in college football week 10 and NFL week 9. We have a fire weekend coming up in college football, especially that 2.30 p.m. Central Time slate of games. Michigan, Penn State, Texas, West Virginia, Georgia, Kentucky, Iowa, Purdue, and of course the big one on Saturday night, LSU hosting Alabama. Dating back to the 1998 season, there hasn't been one top 10 AP-ranked team that has been a double-digit home underdog. And LSU is catching 14, hosting Alabama Saturday night. And that's the only way I'd look in that game. Uh, the The line's pretty close to the way my numbers have it, at plus you know, 14. But um, I think with that home crowd down in Louisiana on Saturday nights and all the energy there and just the, the familiarity between the two teams, I think LSU is the only way I'd look if you're looking to get involved in that game. Other... Plays that I actually have in pocket in college uh, that I've put into pocket for this weekend. My alma mater, Iowa, catching plus three on the road at Purdue. And I know I usually don't uh, back my my Hawkeyes, but especially in the recent years. But this year, there's been some market opportunity actually buying on them, especially the past uh, four or five weeks. So getting that full field goal on the road at Purdue is a revenge spot from the home loss last year in Iowa City. And both teams did lose last week, Iowa at Penn State and Purdue at Michigan State. But according to my stuff, this game should be about a pick em, so we're getting that uh, three points of value, getting the, the full field goal there. So give me the Hawkeyes at plus three. Georgia Tech, minus four. Unfortunately, that one got bet up to minus six pretty quickly, but this one's good at anything less than a touchdown on my stuff. Obviously, minus six is not as good as minus four. A lot of the value has been sucked away by vultures like me, but in a higher-scoring game and uh, with UNC need, needing to prep for that Paul Johnson triple-option offense, I, I think Georgia Tech rolls in this one. Um, Texas Tech plus 12 at home against Oklahoma. This is a spot where uh, we could see the line move up even more, but I think it's a prudent move to lock in at least a partial position at this current number, anything over plus 10 works on my stuff there. And we have the return of a special guest who also has a take on a college game this week. Hey, everybody. Danimal, back in action. Sorry you couldn't hear my voice last week. Had a text in the pick, but we're back. We're back on the winning ways. Iowa State. It was a fluke, but they covered. They covered. That's all that matters. This week, Ohio University. Maction. Thursday night, you're welcome. Get in on the action and love it. I got a little tip from the message boards. Some guy said his 80-year-old friend at the local OTB knows something, and that's all that matters. Ohio, minus one, minus one and a half. Lock it in. Danimal out. Good luck on your lock of the week, Danimal. Danimal and I are actually simpatico on Ohio, minus one, and Thanks to him for bringing this to my attention because there are some good angles in this one that really make it an appetizing play. 
For starters, Western Michigan is bringing in their new 18-year-old true freshman, a quarterback, to start the game because their old uh, quarterback uh, went down for the season due to injury. And this true freshman, he came in at the end of last week's game, and or their last game, and uh, he performed pretty well. But the thing is, now Ohio and the other teams have some film to work off of, and he's going to have to keep up with that high-powered Ohio offense, who puts up a lot of points. But the angle I like the most in this one is this is actually a revenge spot for Ohio. Uh, Western Michigan beat them in last year's MAC title game, so you know that Ohio's had this game circled. And going on the road and just laying a point, if you can get on the money line or like I did minus one, I really like them to win this one outright. Um, I think it's a great spot. It all kind of adds up in this one. So good luck to anybody who follows the Danimal Lock of the Week. In the NFL, I got one play that's in pocket that I really like, and it's on Monday night. The Tennessee Titans catching plus seven against the Dallas Cowboys. I found plus seven if... Uh, you should hold out for that if you can. If you have to settle for a plus six and a half or six, that's fine too, but obviously not as good, but I'd, I'd still take it, but for less. Um, I have this one closer to a field goal or, or four points on my stuff, so we're getting about three to four points of value here, which is rare in the NFL. Um, there's a few reasons why I like this. The Cowboys' home field advantage, um, more macro sense, is, is only two to two and a half points to that corporate atmosphere in the big stadium. There's years' worth of data to back this up, that they only have about two to two and a half points of home field advantage. Um, so this line's actually saying that they're power-rated about roughly five, four and a half points better than the Titans. That just does not add up for me. A uh, couple points better, yeah, maybe. One point better, between one and two on my stuff, but um, not, not four to five. That's just too many points. And on top of that, Jason Garrett was spotted at the Dodgers game over the weekend, the World Series over the weekend. And uh, even though I know the the Cowboys were on their bye week, I just don't like the message that that could send to the players. Um, You know, I I understand that they're on the bye week and everything, but I've actually heard from what I've read that this actually could have been rubbing them the the wrong way. You know, it's one thing to like, you know, ask your coach to, to work hard and try and figure out, you know, right the ship and, come up with game plans but you know at the same time I understand everyone's entitled to their to their free time and their time time off but I just think that sends a bad message and it looks like other people are on top of that and and agree with that notion so all that together getting a full touchdown with the Titans they've been a tough team to power rate recently but did cash with them in London um, and I think that they uh, the arrow could be pointing up on the Titans uh, it was a tough loss <laughs> losing on that two-point conversion failure in London, but I think they had time to get their heads right at the bye week, and they're ready to go into Dallas and potentially even win this one outright. I would sprinkle some money line in this one as well. Otherwise, Nathan Peterman is starting for the Bills. Hometown Chicago Bears go to Buffalo this weekend, and yeah, Nathan Peterman. Unfortunately, the markets know who Nathan Peterman is, but still, Nathan Peterman. That is all. So that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Podcast. I will be back later this week with another podcast uh, diving into the weekend action and the weekend card. Uh, This is a lot of fun, this episode. really appreciate you listening. 
Uh, just a reminder to get those Doggy Juice Challenge picks in. Every Thursday on my Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice, I post the Super Contest lines for the variation of the Super Contest that I take part in. All you got to do is send me your favorite five picks against the spread, according to those lines. Um, send them in by Sunday noon Central Time kickoff. If you want to include the Thursday night game, just get me that game that night. You can send the other picks in on uh, Sunday before noon. And make sure you include your Monday night football total score tiebreaker in case more than one person goes 5-0. and That's what I'll use as the tiebreaker. But someone's got to do it. Someone's got to get that 5-0 and week. Uh, Zizzle Bizzle's the only one who's done it so far a few weeks back. Really hoping someone gets it done, gets that 5-0, and get that $25 Venmo prize. I'll be pulling for you. Uh, otherwise, I'll be back later in the week. This is a lot of fun. Good luck with your action this week, and I will talk to you soon. Doggy Juice out. <laughs>